Hey everybody, Michael Rosso here, the Vinyl Record Podcast, and I'm sitting here in the studio with John Fideli. How you doing? Uh, John, this is our uh, Vinyl Podcast number one, the reboot. It's a re... Oh, you're starting all over. Yeah. Bink. Okay. Reboot. Reset. Reset. Okay. And this is the podcast for people who love all things analog, uh, vinyl, uh, reel-to-reel tapes, which we haven't covered, but... Cassettes. The company just started making reel to reel. Really? Eight tracks? Yeah. And we're going to get right into it today to talk about our hall, our vinyl hall from this past Saturday's second Saturday record show mm-hmm. in Wayne, New Jersey. At the Firehouse. At the Firehouse in Wayne, New Jersey. And it happens every second Saturday of the month. Yes, hence the name Second Saturday. Yes, it's uh, run by a gent named Fred Falk. Yeah. Who he. he we ran into. Yeah, we met him. And Stoops, I didn't, we should have took a picture with him. Yeah. Well, we'll be there next month. Yeah. Fred, next time we're going to take a picture <laughs> with you. John and I, of course, listened to vinyl in the 1970s and 80s when we were growing up. Mm. Were you a vinyl guy, a cassette oh, yeah. guy, or an 8-track guy? Vinyl guy, for sure. Uh, I was then I went to 8-track, just for ease of use. Oh, okay. Because my dad got a car with an 8-track in it. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So I got a little realistic uh, setup with two crummy speakers. Really? Yeah. Somehow, a few years ago, we got back into vinyl records, and then we discovered this record show, the Second Saturday Record Show. It's a great place to get great deals on Mm -hmm. records. And uh, for me, personally, I'm all about, I get in there, I rush in, and I I go to the $1, $2, and $5 bins. Mm -hmm. That's where I gravitate. I notice you don't have as much concern over that. You're more into... uh, I'm into quality. uh, Whoa! I'm into quality. I understand. But, you know, I'll go look at some of the vendors have, like, their big ticket items yeah. hanging up behind them, and I'll peruse those first. Yes. You know. John goes for the big I'll ticket. I'll spend my money on the big ticket items first and then go back to the $2, $3 right. bins, $1 bins. So, um, so I gravitate towards the cheap bins, but not always, but most of the time I do. And this Like, time, what would be the most you would spend on a record there? Like, it would kill you. Oh, I uh, spent uh, $35 for the David Bowie... That was a boot. Those BBC sections. Uh, BBC. Outtakes? Uh, it's, it, yeah, the B- BBC But that was radio. like a new press. That was a new yeah. press. What would you pay for an older press record? Well, I would pay upwards of $200 for Man of Words, Man of Music. <laughs> You're going to have to because that's what it goes for. By David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, I asked the guy, by the way. I, th- I forget his name. I think his name is Mike. I asked him to, to put an eye out for, yeah. for you. Um. Keep an eye out. But Put an for, eye out. For the most part, I'm looking for bargains. And boy, what bargains I found uh, this time. What'd you uh, get? My, one of my more expensive LPs is uh, Haircut 100. Never heard <laughs> of the guy. <laughs> Come on. It has the song. What was the uh, hit? The song had two hits. Uh, Love plus one. Remember uh, that? Yeah. It goes like this. Love. Do, 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 do. Does it go, hey, Anna, hey, Anna, hey, nana, nay, nana. And then the second song when he was favorite shirt. That was a hit? Yeah. Never heard of it. And these were all written by a gent named Nick Hayward. What year? 1982. 82. Yeah. The year it fell apart. And this is $8, and this is the 1982 UK pressing. Hmm. So, very nice. That's special, I yes, guess. Yes, it is special. Uh, what so, label is it on? Uh, this is on Arista. Arista. Arista, yeah. I concentrated on um, this show. 
what show? What show? Most record shows I focus on uh, mid 20th century jazz. That's what I collect. That's my thing. But this show was a whole a, a total depart from that, and I concentrated on just by chance. I wasn't looking, but it seems to be new wave mm. and uh, soft rock. Soft rock. Yes. What do you mean by soft well, rock? I'll show you that in a second. Here's okay. the second new wave. This is M. Hmm. And this album is called Pop Music Tuckabop. That's right. Pop this album is called Tuckabop. New York, London, Paris, Munich. Oh, this this came out in 1979. And yes, as John just mentioned, it has the hit Pop Music Tuckabop. Pop music. Pop 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 music Tuckabop. I have. This is the back cover. Uh, really? I never saw the back cover. It is. Oh, dear. Okay. All right. What do you got? Next up. Turning Japanese. <laughs> this is the Vapors' new Clear Days. Uh, this came out in June of 1980. Uh, and Turning Japanese re- reach, reached number three on the uh, really? charts. Yes, it did. It was a big hit. I remember that. Yep. And I read online on, I think, the disc, disc logs. Do you know Discogs. that? Discogs. Discogs. That the first... These guys look mean. The fir- look at them. They're all like... Argh. The first Biff. edition has lyrics in the sleeve. And? Whoa. You have a first edition. First edition. You're a very lucky man. It is, you know, it's, I mean, there are... It's not pristine. No. No, but it's... How's the record? Oh, all of the records I purchase... Were beautiful. Dusty, but it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't buy... Uh, John and I ex- John and I examine every yeah. single record. At we, very high standards. Yeah. I told you, there are guys there buying stacks of records. They don't even look at they them. They don't care. They just throw them in a pile. I guess in the... They're con- reselling. Yes. I guess in oh. the country rock... Uh, oh, look at arena, that. This is uh, Gordon Lightfoot. He doesn't have any facial hair. No. I'm not used to seeing him that way. Whereas my cousin Donna used to call him uh, Gordon Heavyfoot. Oh, that's yeah. She's a real card. That uh, this is uh, if you could read my mind. Uh, the original release of this title was called "Sit Down, Young Stranger." Hmm. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that the song was a hit, so they just swapped out the name. Normally, that's yeah. what they do. 1970. Yeah, that's a American press or this is an American Canadian. Press. And here is uh, Gordon Lightfoot, uh, looking very much like uh, Walter White. Yeah, no kidding. The actor playing... Yeah, uh, he's looking like... Uh, what's that car- actor's name? Uh, From Breaking Bad, of course. The guy. Brian... Brian Cranston. Cranston, yeah. yes. Thank you. Ooh, next up. Okay, I, uh, I'm a huge Don McLean fan. Yes. Uh, John and I went to see Don McLean. Well, you would have bought me if I was around. I was on vacation. Oh. Remember? Who went? Uh, who'd you drag to that kicking and screaming? Oh, I brought Joey K. <laughs> oh, Joey K. <Kay>. Yeah, Joey <laughs> K. Uh, now, the, the funny part about this is that uh, this is Don McLean. This is Don McLean's uh, third album mm. called Don McLean. And this was after his success of American Pie. And as you can see, it's, you know, kind of down. It's, he's over here. It's depressing. Look he's, at that. He's kind of bummed like, out. What's going on there? Uh, and this uh, LP uh, came out in 1972. And this is the th- third copy of this that I own. Why? Well, I bought this for $3. It's a really, the cover's nice. It's be, oh, it's got the nice uh, insert well, there. first of all, here's the it's Oh, original. somebody swapped it out with the Music Her- Heritage Society thing. Yeah, what does that mean? 
That was like a Jersey-run company that did all classical music. I have several of their things. Well, whoever owned this album, and you'll see a, a bunch of other albums, whoever owned this uh, swiped their dad's Musical Heritage Society sleeves yeah. and put, put them in their LPs. It's cursing them. Like, yeah. what happened to my box sleeve? I, <laughs> I purchased this LP. The first time I purchased it was in 1981, and I bought a uh, mail order. Uh, I I was working at a gas station at that time, and I used the phone booth <laughs> to look up record stores because it was out of print. Wow! And I found one copy from da- down in the Princeton area, and it was thirty five dollars. Jeez! Oh my God! Then I found and what year was this? Eighty one. Eighty one. Wow! Yeah. The, the LP is seventy two. That's like seventy dollars in today's. And then money. I f- and then I uh, found the, a sealed copy in a used bookstore for twenty five cents. In the late 80s. Isn't that a kick in the pants? There was that period in the late 80s where all LPs were 25 cents. Yeah, nobody like, wanted them. No one wanted them. Uh, and this cost me 2 $3 in such beautiful shape, yeah, I, I couldn't resist. It's really nice. Is that textured? It is, we feel yeah. like. Ooh, yeah, it's nice. Good job. Thank you. Uh, here is uh, Don McLean's... Don McCrane. Yeah. Here's... Uh, DM's uh, playing favorites. Yeah, where are my notes? I have that, some notes. Was that greatest hits? Oh, this is his fourth album, um, released in 1973. He looks way happier. And this is not. Uh, He's playing a banjo. This he looks n- like Tom Jones. This is not a greatest hits. This is him uh, playing his favorite uh, traditional. Oh, traditional songs. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And one of my favorite, maybe my favorite Don McLean album is... Wow, uh, you hit the Don McLean jackpot. His fifth LP, his fifth studio LP, Homeless Brother, 1974. He looks very old on the cover, by the way. That, that's the Homeless Brother. Oh, yeah. Okay. And this is, what do you call this? <gasps> Gatefold. Here. Pair of shoes? Yeah. Pair of hobo shoes. Yep. And, of course... Uh, Any hits? Uh... Uh, I think Wonderful Baby. Wonderful Baby. How about this? They were crying in the chapel. (laughs) Okay. Next LP. By the way. Another one. what What do we see here? What is the thing that we sing here that is... Whoa, same guy. This is all from the same collection, same which is guy. why I just, I just, I just scooped them all up. They're in yeah. such a good shape, and I, now Who'd I. Who'd you get them from? Which guy? When you first walk in, the first gent, the guy we always go to, the first guy. I get his name. Yeah. Because I bought five Simon and Garfunkels from him yeah. in a couple of uh, record shows previous. Yes. So he's our guy. He's, he's our, our first guy. go-to guy. Forget his name. Sorry, guy. Here we go. This is Don McLean's seventh studio LP, Chain Lightning, 1978. He's looking grumpy again. He, well, he looks serious here. He looks like he's on the toilet. And he had a hit here doing Crying Over You. He didn't write that song, though, did he? Cry- uh, oh, he's happy now. I don't know if Roy Orbit. How's that look? How's That's that? great. Oh, my God. Crying <laughs> Over I don't know if Roy Orbison wrote it. Hmm. It's Roy Orbison hit. Well, this is one way to check. Oh, yeah, there you go. You look on the record. Because back in the day, they put the credits on the record, right? Musical Heritage. Yeah. Crying, Mr. Orbison. And somebody named Melson. 
Next up, I'll uh, pick up the pace here. Neil Diamond, Serenade. I'm a real sucker for 1970s, yeah. early 1970s, yeah. Neil Diamond. I don't know the man, but he seems like a very serious chap. Yeah. And quality. 1974, this is his ninth studio LP. Wow. And his second LP for Columbia. Guy's busy. Yep. What's the hit? And um, the Longfellow Serenade. What? Never heard that of that that's one. The, that's No. That's the hit. How I saw. it go? You just blew me off. <laughs> I saw these, and I couldn't resist. I don't own any. As you can see, the theme for this show for me has been soft, also, you know, yeah. soft rock. Well, he's folk. Yeah. You know, uh, male mm. vocalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's Art Garfunkel. Uh, this Art. is called... We used what? to call him Fart Garfunkel. This is called Watermark. <laughs> October 1977. This is his third uh, solo LP. He looks very happy. And I purchased Good this. Good riddance, Paul Simon. I, I purchased this mostly because uh, all the songs are written by a gent named Jimmy Webb. All of them? Yeah. No way. Let me see that. Yeah. Give me Check that. it out. I'm a big Jimmy Webb fan. Wow. Crying in my sleep. Uh, shining on watermark. What a wonderful world. He wrote that song? Don't know much about I know. History. It's a Sam Cooke song. I don't know if Sam wrote it. No. Well, there's one way. Oh. Roger Hawkins played drums. Oh, maybe uh, Jimmy Webb didn't, didn't. Jimmy Webb. It says Jimmy Webb, Jimmy Webb, Jimmy, Jimmy Webb. Webb on everything. How about that? This is in beautiful shape. And look at the textured. Nope. Uh, Sam Cooke. And guess who else? Who? Herb Albert. <laughs> Kidding me? And Lou Adler. Who I think was a record guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lou Adler, big record guy. Who knew that Herb Albert wrote that? Herb Albert. No kidding. Yeah. That's amazing. See, learning. We're learning here. They had two LPs, Art Garfunkel, Fate for Breakfast, mm-hmm. and The Gent. Very strange cover. The, your friend who's, who's next to that guy, uh, this Mickey, vendor. Mickey. He's like, it's got five album covers. There are five covers. Really? Five. For that? There are five. Oh, see. Five different, released with five different sleeves. All the same picture, but different shots. Well, you have the a mission blur. now. I don't have a mission. Oh, no. you're not going to be a, comp- no. see, that would get right under my skin. This is uh, Art's fourth solo LP, and this is uh, March of 1979. I'm a real sucker for any LP, anything, anything up to 1979. Mm. Yes. Anything good after cutoff. 1980. Unless it's, unless it's New Wave. Right. But jazz or any of the old guys, 80s? It, eh. all, it all crumbles. It did. It all falls apart. It it's, the, it's the production, the digital production. Ladies and gentlemen, we now are going to be talking about the rock group Bread, also known as Yacht Rock. Yeah. Were they in that little video? Did you ever see the Yacht Rock uh, No, I, don't, I, I haven't seen it. But So this is the band. They're totally Yacht Rock, though. This is the band Bread, uh, and this is called... Whoa. On the wall. This looks very uh, it's CCR, doesn't it? It looks psychedelic, man. It's trippy. Yeah. This looks very CCR. Or it's like even, the birds meet Or even the, the Doors. Doors have an album cover that looks like this? Waiting uh, for the Sun? Kind of, yeah, but they're not in silhouette. Look at the back. The Birds Whoa. have uh, something like that. Yeah. Well, that's the back of Waiting for the Sun, for sure. Oh, okay. This is 19, July 1970. Let me see that. And uh, this is their second LP. David Gates is the guy that wrote David Gates is here? the guy. Jay. Uh, J- David Gates and his partner, uh, James Griffin. Well, this has Make It With You on there. That's a big hit. 
Mm -hmm. See, that's all you needed in those days. One hit, and people bought the oh. record. Well, they had many hits. Well, I'm just saying, there's one hit on there, and people bought the whole record for one Here's song. Here's their fifth LP, 1972. Come on, come on, come on. Guitar come Man. On, baby, it's a guitar That's man. right, big hit. David Gates, James Griffin, Larry Netchel, and Mike Botts are on this LP, 1972. Make you cry. And I'm a, I have a feel that it's very textured. Yeah, it's got something going on. And these are, you know... Whoa, Original. deluxe. These are deluxe. What, Look are at they, this. what are they feeding those birds? Look at that. Wow, now they're all like Paul Revere and the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next up, take a little detour. Uh, in between making bread albums, they took a little break. <laughs> in between making bread. Uh, David Gates. They made some stew. They made a solo LP here. Look any that. hits? Did he have any solo hits? Uh, I don't know if David Gates had any They must have liked them. They gave him a gatefold. Yeah. That shiz is expensive, man. But, uh, it's on Electra. So I bet the guys who took the photos also took the Doors photos. Oh, get out. Because Doors were on Electra. You think so? That's something to look into. Folks, if you have any comments, you could write us at uh, uh, vinylrecordpodcast at gmail.com. Vinylrecordpodcast at gmail.com. If you know anything, we don't. By the way, we don't we don't ever claim to be experts. No, we're just we just we're just learning as we go, much we, like our other podcast, yeah, the film photography podcast. Film photography podcast. Uh, yeah, we're just having fun here and you know enjoying listening to music. Mm -hmm. Here is oh their, their sixth and final LP, nineteen seventy seven. Is this they died in the plane crash after no, that? No, what happened? Lost without your love. But I guess they still had enough clout with Electra because... They oh, got a gatefold with they, the lyrics. Wow, they look at that. They got a gatefold. Any hits? Uh, hooked on you is the hit. I forget how it goes. I'm hooked on a feeling. No, different. No. But here they're laughing it up on the back. Yeah, because they guy. know it's over. Because they're like, remember that time? Like, uh, yeah, he, well, that's This gentleman gone. is wearing like kind of a Love Beach type shirt. Yeah, he's got it tied. Love Beach, what year? This is 77. Ooh, I don't know. Let me look it up. This gentleman has his shirt like. What year was Love Beach? This gentleman has his shirt tied, like uh, I think Greg Lake, on the Love yes, Beach definitely. LP. So we're looking for like you know pop culture tie-ins here. Next up, oh well, so much for bread. I really will enjoy those albums. Yes, enjoy your bread. Here is an LP. I I got this for one or two dollars, and I already own a copy. Oh, good. Then you can give me that one. Oh, you would really enjoy this. This is Frankie Valley. It's called Timeless. Mm -hmm. Looks and this timeless. is his second solo LP. Mm -hmm. It's produced by uh, the same gent that produced all the Four Seasons albums. And that man is Bob Crew. Bob Crew. And the great thing about this is, as you see... It's got the Led Zeppelin wheel. Yeah, it's got a... Where? Open, the, open the cover. Who's those guys? Oh, those are the Four Seasons. Well, what are they doing on the solo album? <laughs> well, I don't know why Frankie Valli... Uh, Frankie Valley was business partners with Bob Crew. Yeah. They did everything together. Him and Bob. Bob produced, Frankie Valley sang, but they split everything. It was oh, their that's partnership. Nice. Oh, that's nice. But what about the other Jamokes up in the sky? They're the interchangeable Four Seasons. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. There's no hardcore group of Four Seasons. The original ones. I don't have all of my notes on the Four uh, Seasons, but right. I will bring my Four Seasons albums in. Okay. Would you actually listen to this? What is it like? 1968. It, it's uh, probably smooth. It's good. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give it to you, and if you hate S it. Smooth. Yeah. I'll give it back. This is really good. You're, yeah, you're going to you, you, The last album you told me was great was that Holly's. And you didn't like album. it? Album. Which one? 
I don't know. It's got like a little boy on the. It's a gatefold. And it's got a little kid on the cover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. it called? It's a it's a cartoon on the Come cover. Come see Gum. Yeah. yeah. Distant Light. Didn't likes it so much. Here is a uh, sort of a rogue choice. I saw it and I couldn't resist. Uh, Ray Manzarek from the keyboardist of From the Doors, of, co- of course. Uh, and I saw Ray. He was as close to me as you are. Really? At the Chiller Theater Horror Expo. Before you kicked it. Five, seven, ten years ago. Yeah. I was just in the bar getting a drink, oh. and he, he walks up to the bar and orders a drink, and there he is, Ray Manzarek. Did he sound like Ray Manzarek? He sounded Hey, man, can I have a beer? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Um, let's see what I have, if I have any notes on this. Ray. I know you had, uh, I remember back in the day, you had a couple of his solo albums. Uh, I had... The one that came out in 84, I bought new. Yeah. Uh, you came into my apartment and you saw it. That, and you also had the Brian Wilson, Too Much Sugar. Too Much Sugar. Too Much Cake. Yeah. The yeah. same era. But this is, uh, this LP, there's a big is it on buyer's bulletin no? on here. Let's see what this is on. Mercury. Oh, yeah. Electro's like, you haven't had hits in years. Get out of here. The, you in, the inner sleeve, the whole thing is about tape piracy and how it's everyone's problem. Yeah. And like, if you see something going on, if you see something suspicious, to report it. If By you the see way, something, say something. The the chain, Sam Goody, yeah. in the late 70s. I remember Oh, them. my God. They were busted big time. For bootlegs? They carried counterfeit to eight tracks and cassettes, yes. No way. Yeah, but it was a big deal. It made the news. Wow. I haven't listened to this yet, so I have no idea what this is like. But I can tell you that uh, Joe Walsh plays on this album. Oh, no, it's cute. Uh, Patty Smith is on this album. Um... Let's see who the Patty, not Patty Smythe. Patty Smith. Patty Smith, the girl with the hair She's, on her she, arm. She is noted as a poetess. She is a beautiful. Steve woman. Foreman, Mike Fennelly, Flo and Eddie. Oh, yeah. Now here's an LP. John was like, "I'll get it." Talk to you into it get for it. a buck. Get for it. a buck, you have to get it. And uh, this is on uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Their first LP. It's on the Cotillion. Yep. And uh, John's like, do 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 It's awesome. And first side, it's killer. The vinyl is in pretty sweet condition. I mean, the LP has been used. Yeah, it's hard to find that record in good shape. The cover, why? Anyways, I think is that. Let me see. Just the paper was printed on. I think this. No, this is American press because it's thick. For some reason, they're all beat up, just like I was telling you, The Bitches Brew uh, by Miles Davis. Every copy I see, the cover has ring wear. Last LP is The Sleek, The Sleek, The Sleepwalk Guitars of Dan and Dale. That's going to be kitschy, great. This is a rogue choice. I would have got that if Uh, I had seen it. It's on Diplomat Records, and it says, uh, fine records need not be expensive. That's right. So clearly they were like a like a you know cheapy low like yeah. But they got cheap. mostly junks on there if you read all their other stuff waltzes and oompa bands. Oh, here's and stuff. all the the yeah. catalog. Yeah. Uh, Cleopatra, Mutiny on a Bounty, Hawaiian, Twin Pianos, The hmm. King and I. Uh, but this says this has a sticker on it. It's actually printed. It's actually you know it says this is not the original soundtrack. The ten additional tunes, other than Thunderball, are originals composed by Dan and Dale. That's a sticker the lawyers made them put on there. Yeah, I'm sure that the Thunderball soundtrack, I'm sure they were greatly annoyed. Do you even know Thunderball theme? Of 
course. It's like thunderball. Really? Who sangs it? I have no idea. Oh, you're making it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they also had. Oh, they also did Goldfinger. Another hit with not. Zorba the Greek. Zorba. And that's it. Oh, you got some good stuff. Yes. Now I'm going to turn it over to John's. All right. What I do you mean, got, John's? I only bought two of the four Glenn Campbell's records that I bought, but these are the good standouts. Uh, see, speaking of Jimmy Webb, uh, Wichita Lineman, big hit for, uh, for Mr. Campbell's. <laughs> Wichita Lineman. Wichita. Uh, I'm a lineman for the county. My parents own that. Well, they're in good company because now I own it. Yeah, I played <laughs> it all the time in the house. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the album that a lot of members from the Wrecking Crew that uh, Glenn Campbell was a member of yes. played on. Carol, what was her name? The bass player? Oh, uh, yeah. Carol something. But, you know, of course, there's no credits on here. Uh, How about Jimmy look. Webb? Did he write the stuff? Jimmy, Jimmy Webb wrote Wichita Lineman, my friend. And there's also a song by the Gibb Brothers on it. Tim Harden, Sonny Bono. Okay. It's a good record. And here's one, Gentle on My Mind. Yes. Another one. This has some strings on it. This is uh, Glenn in a somber uh, vocalization mood. Vocalization. And two buck each. So I've never heard any of his Quality? Records. Oh, yeah. They're nice. So for ten bu- uh, two bucks each. These nice. were late day purchases when I was like, okay. oh, I got 20 bucks John, left. John wouldn't leave, by the way. No, he had like, out of there. I gotta go. I gotta go. And then I'm like, where's John? And I noticed you never wash your hands. After thumbing through records for over for like hours, don't your hands get all like... I got the ham, uh, hamatizer, as my daughter calls it. In the okay. car, I put the hamatizer on. All right, what do you got? Uh, my other low-end purchases were this one by Tony Bennett, which looks very promising. That's an awesome album cover. Uh, it is, isn't it? And here's the back. What's Looking that about Frank DeVol? Uh, Frank DeVol is the arranger and uh, conductor at, with his orchestra. And he, I see. He did stuff for Frankie, didn't he? I don't know, Frank I think Devo. he did stuff for um, Nat King's Coles. Okay. He was a big arranger for the time. And you know what? I, I had one CD of Tony Bennett's that came on the other day, and I heard him singing. I'm like, you know what? Tony Bennett's got a great voice. I'm going to get a Tony Bennett record, and lo and behold, for a buck. Oh. One dollar. I got Tony Bennett. So I'm looking forward to listening to that. This oh. is one that Mike talked me into, Stan Getz. I love You're it. a huge Stan Getz guy. I'm a huge Stan Getz guy. And that's all the, the West Coast jazz of the late 50s, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Chet Baker also came out at that time. Yeah. Jerry Mulligan and a bunch of bebop guys. I have never gone wrong with Stan Getz. I even picked up, uh, there was a 2LP Stan's 50th. I guess it was his 50th birthday. Mm. And the, it was from the, the late 70s or early 80s. He can Great. still blow. Great. Guy can still that's a good one. That's a good, that one you put on... Like a Sunday morning, you make whipping up some pancakes. Yeah. It's a it's a mellow one. Yeah, it's a great one. All right, that was another dollar, and I'm happy about that. Ooh. Here's uh, one that I, I just had to get, Monkeys. And the reason I got it, it's Australian Press. It's got every good song on yeah. here. And it's nice to sometimes just put on a greatest hit to not have to wade through the nonsense. It's the Monkeys' 50th anniversary. jeez. Oh, some of them. Yeah. Three of them, anyways. I've bought all of the Monkeys' LPs, like when yeah. they came out with Pool It. Not oh. good at all. No. Justice, uh, not good at all. Just the covers look horrible. Look like some kid in his bedroom with Photoshop and the, did the cover. And then uh, this past month, in uh, May of 2016, 
Oh, I didn't know it was a cartoon. cartoon inside and everything. Oh, that's really nice. Um, they, they have a brand new album. I think it's called Good Times. Yeah, you say it's a return to form for them, but... It's return to form for them. There's a lot of cool people writing songs. Yeah. The Weezer guy. Yep. Rivers Cuomo and whatnot. But anyways, the, the most important thing that I found about this record is all the people who wrote songs for them. Harry Nilsson. Yes. Uh, Neil Diamond, who you mentioned earlier. Uh, Mike Nesmith, of course, but the Boise and Heart guys. Yes. They wrote all the cool songs. But the one song on here that I really like, the Porpoise song. Oh, great one. Carol King. Oh, I didn't know Carol King wrote the wrote Porpoise song. She also a couple of songs with them, uh, for them. Take a Giant Step, Sometime in the Morning, Pleasant Valley Sunday. Beautiful. Um, and uh, the one song I really like, Randy Scouse Git, that was Mickey Dolan's sole contribution to the Monkees catalog. What, which was called? It's called Randy Scouse Git. It's on here? Yeah. It's on side three. And your children it's, uh, like the monkeys? It's so wonderful. And oh, that's a great tune. Mind, oh my, and there doesn't seem... A yeah, it's from the... Uh, if you're going to own one monkeys album, Headquarters is the one to buy. Yes. Because that was their breakout album where they were like, we don't want nobody to write our songs or produce. We're going to do it Don all. Don Kirshner. Yeah. I was also... Uh, standing next to Don Kirshner at a cocktail party once. Is that right? That's right. Did he have the comb over? I did. You were talking early, late 80s, early 90s, mm. and uh, I shook his hand. Oh, that's interesting. He didn't seem that interested in talking to me. But well, who are you? Nobody. He's Don Kirshner. Yeah. Hi, I'm Mike. Yeah, big deal. I'm Don Kirshner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's one that Mike was going to buy that I, that uh, he didn't, and I oh. bought it. It's a French press. Of Why really did I good buy this? You, you were just like, nah, and you threw it back, man. Oh, I see. It's a French pressing of Spectral Mornings, Steve Hackett's Ooh. second album, second solo album. This is a beautiful album. Oh, Charisma record. It's great, great record. I like his first album uh, Whoa. a lot, but this is a really I'm good. I'm stupid for not passing this up. Five dollars, dude. I have this, but it's on a different label. Yeah, that's the Black charisma label oh. that they used in Europe for French and German. How many German. copies of this do you have on this label? This is my third copy. Of this? Uh, I have the charisma with the Mad Hatter. I have the American one, which I forget. So you have this copy. On. I have this. You, what, you, what do you think? You're going to get it? <laughs> Tell me I borrow it. Uh, all right. Uh, Let me clean it up and then uh, okay, we'll, see. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it. But yeah. I want to hear it once. I'm never, never going to get it. No, that's not true. I gave you Tony Banks and Michael Rutherford. Oh, albums. that's right. Both of those good. Uh, here's one I bought. The record oh. is not in good shape. But I bought it because the cover is in pristine condition. So I have a copy at home with a crummy cover, but oh. an excellent record. Does so now I'm right on that. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It says modern. Oh, but you know, big deal. Oh yeah. But it's in excellent condition. There's nothing modern about. So I'm going to go home and slip out the crummy right. record and slip into good oh. records. So now I have a nice copy. And, and Esquivel, for people who don't yes. know, is a uh, lounge guy from uh, South America. I forget what country. But he almost did a record with Frank Sinatra. Escobar. Yeah, he's a piano player. He had his own orchestra. Frankie Blumoff. Uh, I don't think they got it together. He worked with, what's, what's his name? Uh, Jobim instead, I think. Jobim. Jobim. Mr. Jobim. But this is excellent, excellent album. And it was only 10 bucks, so it was a, a steal for the price. Because these go for 30 40 Plus, bucks they had to sometimes. go on the moon to shoot that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up. Ah, oh, bummer. Night in the Ruts. The Aerosmith's last great album. Well, I guess 
of the 70s. This is 1979. And that's where they were living Joe, at the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of drug use, a lot of fighting. Joe Perry quit. After, After this? F- five songs into this record, he was like, like screw you guys, I'm leaving. <laughs> and he left. So they were left to finish it with several other guitar players. This is the last album that Jack Douglas produced for them. Oh. And he produced all of their records uh, and had many hits and great success with him. He also produced uh, John Lennon's uh, Milk and Honey and what was the big comeback one for him? Oh, that was called... Um, Starting Over? Yes, that was called... Um, Why am I blanking on it? The last John Lennon Yoko album. The last album. John Lennon Yoko album. But this album is not so great. Okay, I didn't think it was great. But there's a couple of really good songs on here. Uh, Walking in the Sand, which is a cover song. Do you remember? Walking in the Sand. Boom, boom. Then she kissed my cheek. Great Steven Tyler vocal performance. And also the song called Chiquita and Reefer Headed Woman. Oh, and also Cheesecake is really good. There's a couple really good songs on here. If, you, if you're an Aerosmith fan and you find this for $2, go for it for sure. Next is Naz, which is a group Whoa. Todd Rundgren was yeah. in uh, for a little bit before he was Todd Rundgren. I think they had two or three albums. Yep. But I found this one, and it's Ooh. got the, the flimsy gatefold with, what do you call this when the record's I don't know, but I, found I call it annoying. It is annoying. Instead of here... Instead of on the outside, they yeah. have the record on the inside for some strange reason. But, you know, I always hear their stuff on, like, the deep tracks yeah. on the satellite. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to get me a Nez record one of these days. And lo and behold, I got me one. Uh, so now there's a guy, Shawnee. His uh, name on uh, eBay is Shawnee Boy. A guy from the U.K. I'm not sure what country he's from. But he travels all over the place. He brings records from England. He brings records from Japan, from Germany. The guy at the show? The big tall guy with the spiky hair. You knew him before or you just met him? Oh, no. I bought records from him before. So you had already bought records from him and you yeah. saw him at the show? I saw him at the show. He you were talking to him for quite a long time. He shows up sporadically. Yeah, he was telling me a fantastic trip he's taken from Scotland to Vietnam. With records? No. Oh, okay. He's, go- he's ultimately, I think, going to go to Japan to buy a bunch of records. No kidding. Yeah. He's, wow, what a life. He's got a cool life, yeah. But he's a fantastic guy, a real sweet gentleman. Got his card and all? Uh, oh, yeah. So I got a couple of records from him. And when, when you buy from him yeah. on eBay, where does he ship from? Uh, I, I've never bought from him oh, on okay. eBay, but that was his name on eBay, okay. he told me, so if you need to contact him. What do you got there? But uh, a bunch of prog stuff, because I'm a total prog What head. is it? Hold it up. So this is a Gentle Giant album, oh, yeah. their second album, Acquiring the Taste. That uh, looks a little On the perverted. Vertigo label, this is the Vertigo What's going on on there? I don't know. Most of this stuff you've got to open up. Let's see. Oh, it's a peach. Yeah, he's licking a peach. So it looks like he's licking a butt yeah. or some breastuses, but no, it's a peach. So this is a European press. Oh, uh, this Vertigo. Is, this is an English press. Vertigo, yeah. Vertigo Swirl are the uh, originals, but this is on the spaceship logo. Oh. But it's still, you know, pretty pricey, and I spent some bucks on it. How much? I don't know, because I bought a bunch of records. John doesn't want to say, because it's... It was more than $20. Oh, that was more than 20 bucks. Yeah, it was like maybe 30 bucks. But it's, I mean, it's pristine. It's beautiful. It's uh, yeah. not even played. It's like don't, fresh from I the I know wrapper. exactly what you're saying. It's like, it's like the money doesn't really matter. You no. just want quality. I want it to be nice. Right. I want like, to open it and look at it and go, oh, so nice. By the way, really quick, I just want to add a lot of... Uh, most of the sellers I bought from, if not all of them, even the $2 records, clean. Yeah. Cleaned. Record. You throw them right on. Oh, everything I purchased at this show was clean. Yeah. 
it's a great show because there's not a lot of guys with junk. No. Even the $2 records get respect. Yep. And that's really a wonderful yeah. thing. Yep. And here's another record I bought from Shawnee Boy. Uh, this is Caravan. Oh, look at that. Their first album. This is an American press, though. A repress, 72. This album came out in 68. Ooh. But this is a 72 repress on MGM label, which is kind of hard to find. I've never seen it because I've been courting this album, the UK press. The first press of this album goes for 300 plus dollars. So it's pretty hard to find. And I was happy to find the American press, which I didn't know existed. Gotcha. Of this. And... Uh, Again, in beautiful shape. There's a split on the bottom. But, oh. you know, we should talk about maybe doing repairs. It's got to be like a glue or something. There's some guy on YouTube glue! Who, who does repairs to this stuff, which should be pretty simple. But pristine pr- condition on the MGM label. Very happy to have it. Oh, I didn't see you sneak that one in. The last one I bought was yes. a record I've been looking for forever. I've been looking on it for eBay. It's Gentle Giant who... Oh, uh, man, look at that cover. I think this is their... Fifth album, I'm not sure. It came after their big successes with uh, Three Friends and Octopus. Okay. But with this, this cover is, it's got, I don't know what you call it. It's, That's, it's die cut. I'll but, call that unique. May I see? But it has the, hold on, let me, I gotta, you gotta get the whole effect. Because you can put this in Oh, here. look at that. You see through there, look at that. Oh. See the gentle giant face in there? My friend, that's a negative. Naked. It's like a negative in there. Naked. Yeah, it's like a cellophane. Uh, cellophane it's a wrapper inside yeah. a die cut yeah. frame. It's a real nice record. It re- it was released in Europe on the WWA record. W-W. The only time I've ever seen WWA. I'm not a big, you know, researcher, but this album goes for you know between twenty and forty bucks. Okay. So, and the good thing about buying records at the record show is that you don't have to pay shipping. That's true. So, I mean, that always eats away at me. Because I'm like, ah, oh, it's a $20 record, but it's really 24 right. because of shipping. Here's a, here's a record I was happy to find as well. I got this from Mickey, guy in the back. If you go to the record show, he's in the back, and he's got a lot of records. Yeah. He's in the dark corner. They have clothes on? <laughs> uh, no, she's nick, n- naked. She said later on she regretted this very much. Why? Because she's naked. I don't but think you her don't mother see approved. anything. I know, but they airbrushed her nips out. Oh. But on the back, this is their album they did before they met with Fleetwood Mac. Uh, again, this goes for pretty big bucks. It's gatefold, really great condition. And Mick Usually Fleetwood, goes between 60, 50, and 80 bucks. This is like their demo, like in other words, Mick Fleetwood heard it out. this. They were floundering in L.A. as songwriters. They put this out. Mick Fleetwood heard them. I don't know if he heard this album specifically, but he decided to invigorate the the band with them and of course of course the rest is history hi my name is dennis wilson i make rock and roll records the greatest greatest lps ever so happy to find this it's a it's a hole punch it's a promo punch yeah which is you know what i don't care but the record is pristine and it came with a bonus a 45 (gasps) uh lp of a bunch of cuts Get out of from, town. From artists on the label. Oh, the I so, oh, there's two in here. I didn't know there was two. Hold that up, friend. Oh, so we got Cheap Trick on one side. Crawler, who I never heard of, on the okay. other. These are promo 45s. Ram Jam with Black Betty. Sure bam, s- lam, whoa, Black Betty. Are you sure someone just didn't throw them in there? I don't... They did throw them in there. It didn't come with the record. Yeah, yeah. It's... But the guy had them. Oh, like, okay. oh, yeah, you want these two? Boom. Oh, gotcha. And Joan Baez. Okay. Uh, so this LP, is records. this second copy of this album you own? How many copies no, of this? No, this is a first copy. This is the first, co- first copy. You owned I it own. on CD. I owned it on CD. I bought the deluxe edition, which is awesome. But, you know, it's really a great record. 
and it's gatefold. It's got some cool pictures of Dennis hanging out. You can pretend you're like friends with him and you're as cool as he is, but you never will be. This LP. Coolest, coolest Beach Boy, by the way. Uh, he sure. is the, the, uh, the soul of the Beach Boys. Definitely. And it's, it's really unfortunate that he passed uh, because if he had lived, I think, he who knows? He would cool stuff, I think. Yeah. Definitely. It's a very different vibe than a Brian Wilson, it's, but it's, it's, it's as good in its own right. Yes. It's more lush, less commercial. Yeah. Uh, all the songs are about love and I'm sorry and I love you. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of whining going on there, yeah. but they're still really good compositions and like beautifully produced. Just yeah. if you see a copy of this record Dennis or a CD, Wilson. you got to get it. It's, yeah. it's definitely worth it. Here's a crazy band, Klaatu. Oh, yes. They're like, a, I would call these guys pop prog. Whoa, you got a little textured action going on there. Yeah, this says 10 bucks, but I didn't pay 10 bucks for that. See, and that's the other thing, too. You buy a couple of records, and you know, like you maybe got $40 there, and you're like, eh, well, you take 30 And the guy, yeah, I'll take 30 <laughs> So you're never paying face value, too, if you're, if you're buying in quantity. But this is a cool record. Yeah, it's textured. Feel that one, though. Ooh. That one's nice. That one's Special. nice. Special. Special. So, yeah, I'm going to enjoy that one. I have another one of the records. It's not so great, but this was in such great condition, and we threw it in there. So here's a record I always wanted but was never really on the hunt for, oh, never f- hungry for. Fair, f- Fairport, Fairport Convention, Convention, Liege and Leaf. I always read about this record. This is Richard Thompson. He's a, he went solo. Richard and Linda Thompson. I almost saw okay. him. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, yeah, you were saying. He opened for Wilco, Yeah, but uh, we got, got there, there a little late, late and we got there, and he was... He was gone. He's got a new record out. But uh, this... Jeff Tweedy brought him on stage, though, later. Oh, did he really? Like, to sing good... a song? Yeah. My good friend. What's his name? Richard Jeff, Thompson. Jeff, Jeff Tweedy. My good, friend. <laughs> <laughs> My good friend, Richard Thompson. Uh, but uh, this is sort of like a folk psych. Which one's Richard Thompson? And Sandy Denny was also in the band. She died tragically oh, so a couple sorry. of years after the band, too. Yeah, yeah she was into drugs. Not, not a happy ending. Uh, speaking of girls... I bought two Joni Mitchell records. Oh, look at that. From Mike. The, in the guy corner. Mike. Yeah. yeah. Only because I've been getting into Jaco Pastores, who's a bass what player. What year is that one? What, Hydra? Yeah. Late, oh, 76. Good year. I read a big article in Mojo Magazine, big fan of Mojo Magazine. They had a big article on all of the mid-70 Joni Mitchell's okay. uh, records. The Hissing of Summer Lawns, Hydra, Hygira, um... Don Juan's sister, I forget the, I forget the other one. Um, but she wanted to do jazz, and she hired hardcore jazz musicians as her band. And they went with it, and they put out some amazing stuff. And Jaco Pastores is one of the most incredible bass players who plays on this album, specifically. This Can you is, let me know how that is? Oh, it's great, I know. I know half the songs on here from other compilations. Oh. Uh, song for Sharon, Black Crow, Coyote, uh, Blue Motel Room, just... Really good, like, I don't know how you explain Joni Mitchell. She's, like, another in another world. Okay. But, uh, but poppy and jazzy at the same time. So those are the records what I bought. From the second Saturday record show. Which we try not to miss. We try yeah. so hard not to miss. If, because if, you are in the, if you are in the tri-state area, just go- <laughs> Google Google search second Saturday record show New Jersey mm-hmm. and you know a bunch of stuff will come up and then you can come down and meet easy, John and I easy to get to 
Yeah, we're always there. We're like two yeah. bums. We get there at 8 o'clock because I, I got to get out yeah, we, we get there early. You yeah. have to pay er, m- more money to go in early. Yeah. But so, it's worth it. In this, in this segment, this is called John's uh-huh. Super Favorite New Releases. Fanboy. Dun, 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 dun. Well, very quickly, yes. I'm a big fan of Ennio Morricone. Ooh. And I got this record off of eBay, but it's uh, The Black Belly of the Tarantula. He put out a lot of crazy horror film score. The guy has done over 400 film scores. Good Lord. So he's got a lot of stuff. It's hard to collect his stuff because there's a lot of it. Uh, but this was one I really wanted that I got, which got me to thinking, oh, this company, um, what are they called? Dago Red Records started yes. uh, re-releasing his records in deluxe editions. So I got this, the humanoid. Who's that guy? Richard, what's That's his Richard name? That's Richard Keel. Richard Keel, yeah. He's the lead alien in this movie. This oh. came out on the limited edition blue vinyl, a thousand copies. Oh, only. my goodness. So I'm not going to open it. I bought it to... Uh, you know, to save. He's also Jaws in the That's James right. Bond movie. Uh, so these are like purely for collecting okay. now. Will you even open those? No. Okay, great. Uh, if I find one on eBay that's open for a cheap price, I will buy it as a listening company. Okay. But I'm keeping that one. Next up. Uh, the other one that Ooh. they had, also by Dago Red, that came out. And they released like a bunch of them. And I bought four Spazzo. or five. But these are the two pretty cool ones. This is on, uh, they call it X-ray vinyl, but it's just clear vinyl. Which vendor do you get this stuff from? Uh, online? No, Sound, oh, this is online. Sound Direct. Oh, yeah. this is Direct, okay. Sound Direct. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's a limited edition. Again, it's more of Look a... At that. The piece to keep, but it's just on clear vinyl. Do you know what it sounds like? Spasmo? Oh, yeah, I have a... It's great. I have a listenable copy, an old copy. Oh, look vinyl. at that. In these nasty, heavy vinyl, yeah. like shower curtain type sleeves that I don't like because every time I pull it out I hear it go (laughs) (laughs) like no you're ruining it um so there's a lot if you're into Ennio Morricone who you know is uh Quentin Tarantino is one of his favorite uh composers he did his new movie Hateful Eight of course um look at this there's a lot to go for but this is by Bernard Herrmann he did the score to Vertigo and a lot of other great movies Uh, the taxi cab movie? Taxi cab, yeah, taxi driver. That was one of his last, I think. Yeah, I think so. But I Look never saw this movie. It's called Twisted Nerve. Yeah. It came out in very limited edition. I think another, wow, he died in 75. Yeah, so I guess that was his last movie, yeah. Taxi Driver. But it's a, come out in a limited edition uh, LP version. There's a poster That's in here. Beautiful. There's a CD with download codes for, you know, FAC, uh, FLAC files and MP3s. And beautiful uh, blood-splattered yellow vinyl. Ooh. That I'll probably never see because I'm not going to open it because I'm weird like that. So I kept this totally for a collector's piece. And if it comes up that I can find another one, I'll buy another one and rip it open and enjoy it. Well, thank you very much, John. Yes, thank you, Michael. It's always good to see you. Yes. Take care. Folks, I want to thank you for joining this Vinyl Record Podcast. Uh, We don't have a regular schedule. No. Yet. Not yet. But we'll be back very soon. You can write us at vinyl record podcast at gmail.com and we always really love to hear from you what you collect uh yeah. do you have any of the records we're talking about yeah. any anything? do you have any like extra information about the records that anything we talked you'd about? like to add join us yeah uh very much love to hear from you folks and of course i know there's a lot of folks listening who listen to the film photography podcast mm. welcome aboard you know, this is the extra little extra thing John yeah, and I do. It's an extra way to spend that money you're not spending buying cameras. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll be back very soon. Yeah, I hope so.